This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, July 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Ryan, too early to talk compromise. Trump approval up in key states. China tariffs bite. And FDA preparing for lab-grown meat. Ryan sticking to position on work rules. The biggest hurdle to enacting a farm bill this year continues to be the issue of welfare reform and how hard House Republicans and President Donald Trump are going to press for tighter work rules for food stamp recipients. We had a chance yesterday to ask House Speaker Paul Ryan whether he would block a new farm bill from getting enacted if the Senate won't agree for tighter work rules. He stopped short of drawing the line in the sand, but he did press his case for enhancing the work requirements. Ryan said, this is our position. We're proud of this position, and we hold to this position. Then he added, we haven't even appointed conferees to the farm bill, so I'm not going to get into what everything looks like, but we feel very strongly about our position. Now, keep in mind, there's still no word on when negotiations on the farm bill will formally begin. The House still has to vote to go to conference with the Senate. But lawmakers continue to insist that they want to get a new bill enacted by September 30th, a very tall order at this point. The ranking Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, told AgriPulse yesterday that she's ready to start the talks as soon as the House moves. Stabenow reiterated that the House bill's work rules are unacceptable to the Senate. She said they want more older people to work and moms with smaller children to work. That's a disagreement that the Senate has. White House report makes case for work rules. The White House Council of Economic Advisors put out an 88-page report outlining the administration's case for requiring able-bodied welfare recipients to work, including those getting SNAP benefits. As was the case in the period of welfare reform in the mid-1990s, current labor markets are extremely tight and unemployment rates are at very low levels, even for low-skilled workers, making it a perfect time to tighten work rules, the report says. However, the report also cautions that new regulations need to take into account the barriers to employment that many welfare recipients face, including mental illness, criminal records, or lack of access to health care. Trump polling improves in key farm states. President Donald Trump's trade wars don't seem to be hurting him much in major farm states, including those that will be key in this fall Senate races. According to the latest morning consult tracking poll, Trump's net approval rating has improved in Indiana, Missouri, and Montana since the first of the year. The president also has a net positive approval rating in North Dakota and Florida, where Republicans hope to knock off Democrat incumbents. Trump's net approval rating, which is the percentage of voters who approve of what he's doing, minus the share that disapprove, has risen to plus 7 in Indiana, plus 5 in Missouri, and plus 8 in Montana. Democrats are defending Senate seats in all of those states. Why does it matter? Well, Democrats are counting on their voters to get out and vote in November because of anger at Trump. USDA reveals pinch from China tariffs. USDA put its first official numbers on the toll that China's retaliatory tariffs are taking on U.S. soybean exports. 
The new forecast for exports in the department's World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates, or the WASDE report, shows U.S. soybean exports are just 2.04 billion bushels, down from the June forecast of 2.29 billion. Brazil's exports, on the other hand, were raised 3%. American Soybean Association President John Heistorfer told AgriPulse that the group will keep calling on the Trump administration to rescind its tariffs on China for the sake of American farmers that are already feeling the pain of losing the Chinese market. USDA also lowered by 75 cents a bushel its forecast for the average farm gate price on this year's soybean crop. The average price is now expected to be about 9.25 a bushel. FDA pressing ahead on lab-grown meat. FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb shows no signs of backing off on plans to regulate lab-grown or cell-derived meat products. Beef and pork producers used a public hearing yesterday to call on FDA to let USDA regulate cell-derived meat. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the National Pork Producers Council argued that the law clearly gives USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service authority over lab-grown meat. But Susan Main, director of FDA's Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition, told the PACT Auditorium that FDA has been preparing for this for quite some time. FDA is currently taking comments on the issue, and its science board will hold a meeting on the subject this fall. Survey. Consumers want clear labeling of lab-grown meat. A consumer report survey shows food shoppers overwhelmingly believe cell-derived meat should be labeled to distinguish it from conventional meat. Some 49% of consumers say lab-produced meat should be labeled as meat, but accompanied by an explanation about how it's produced. Another 40% say it should be labeled as something other than meat. Federal regulators should ensure these emerging food products are clearly labeled so consumers can make informed choices for their families and easily distinguish them from conventional meat. That the word of Michael Hansen, senior scientist for Consumers Union, the advocacy division of Consumer Reports. Grassley unimpressed with EPA response to RFS letter. EPA has released new details on the RFS waivers it has granted to small refineries. But the agency is refusing, at least for now, to make public the names of the companies themselves. A letter sent to 13 senators says that providing the names of the companies could be disclosing confidential information. Bill Wellrum, EPA's Assistant Administrator for Air and Radiation, says in the letter that the agency is awaiting a final decision from EPA's Office of General Counsel on whether the company names can be disclosed. The letter says EPA waived 790 million gallons in the 2016 compliance year and $1.46 billion in 2017. No petitions have been addressed so far for 2018, according to the letter. Here's today's He Said It. In this economy, with all of the opportunities available, there could not be a better time to help more people move from welfare to work. That House Speaker Paul Ryan referring to the House-passed Farm Bill in a speech yesterday to the Economic Club of Washington. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, July 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by Dairy Management Incorporated. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.